Hello, and welcome to the Persephone program for April 6th, 2020. And I would like to talk today about the astrology of fear and horror. That kind of doesn't sound too sexy, and it's certainly not distracting for all of us dealing with our own, facing our own shadow um, you know, both personally and collectively. We also have a full moon coming up tomorrow. And I don't know about you, but, um, this full moon is, you know, kind of, it's right on my chart and it's kind of, it's conjunct my midheaven. It squares my moon. It squares my Venus. So it brought, it, it, as it always does to me too, being a lunar person, it brought some things to a head last night for me, um, which is mostly that I just, you know, decided I wanted to, you know, have a few too many glasses of wine, but hey, shit happens. Anyway, I had some dreams last night about testing and initiation and um, the communications that I've been having with people right now sort of made me draw the conclusion that I need to talk about the astrology of fear. Now, one of the things that astrology in you know general is really, really excellent for is seeing ourselves outside of ourselves. The idea of stepping back and away from the immediacy of our emotional reality is a gift. It is part of the idea that we are actually evolving, that we can evolve, that we can achieve an uh, an aspect of self-mastery or at least an attempt. Why? Because it makes our lives better, because it allows us to not quote unquote, suffer over our suffering, because it gives us an avenue to explore our own experience of consciousness outside, again, of the immediacy, especially of any suffering we're having. I was really reminded uh, recently of that quote, what you resist persists especially as we are all dancing our own shadow dance. We are all dealing with the dark. We are all dealing with the Saturn-Pluto conjunction, with Jupiter conjunct Pluto, with this ongoing pattern that astrologers have been talking about of archetypal processes. So what does that mean? And probably many of you guys are going like, what the hell does that mean? Archetypal processes, that is what another way that astrology expresses itself. So archetype, right, is a foundational pattern of something, okay? And we have energetic archetypal processes in astrology. The planets represent processes, essentially, and energetic styles. The signs that they're in represent how the styles express themselves. So we all know that we have, you know, that there is particular themes or processes in life, okay? And those are represented by the planets. And when we're looking at reading the mundane astrology or the astrology of the now, we're looking at how these energies or just 
you know, kind of, you can put it simply as kind of a, a cosmic weather report, how it's affecting each one of us. So one of the things we're all playing around with is fear and horror too. And we've, you know, we always as a collective have to play around with fear or horror. Sometimes it's projected into our art. Sometimes it is projected into outsiders, etc., etc. Um, in astrology, you know, two of the planets that are at play right now very strongly, Saturn and Pluto, represent fear and horror. They represent, Pluto is, you know, very simply, okay, very, very simply, because remember the planets also are like, they're symbols, and within symbols, there are many levels of meaning, Okay, so Pluto doesn't just mean one thing. Saturn doesn't just mean one thing, but it is a fully fleshed out symbol for an archetypal energy or process. Okay, kind of following me. And this energy or process plays out in the world. It plays out in our times, our collective times. So Pluto, generational planet. Okay, we're talking about you know, a dozen 18 year, you know, transit through the signs. So now it's in Capricorn. Pluto through the signs expresses collective horror and fear in different ways. It expresses horror and fear. And we have a whole bunch of planets all in Capricorn right now, including Saturn, which is if Pluto is the last planet in our solar system and represents kind of the boundary of life, therefore it does represent death symbolically. We're talking about a fear of death or a death in regards to the themes that Capricorn represents. Every single person is you know, that is born to a particular time sort of embodies the energy of that time that is within the context of your natal chart, your place and time. But we are now also living in this time, all of us, and we're at many different ages. So we are all going through this together. We're all in this together. And one of the things that we are all in together is watching our structures and our authority, the, the, the boundaries of what we consider to be safe, governments, financial systems, um, organizing principles as indicated by the sign Capricorn, we are watching them die and be potentially reborn. We are watching certain types of safety and security represented by the boundaries of Saturn be challenged by the presence also of Pluto and the same sign. We are watching, you know, leaders. And this is not, you know, obviously there have been many leaders throughout time that have been, um, you know, corrupt or harmful. But we're watching leadership in general and the old ways of doing things die too. And there's a collective fear around all of that. Now, we also have the fear of the virus and what is being done, what is being done to prevent ourselves, where our 
government leaders, our healthcare professionals, the people that we put our safety into, the structures that we find um, to be safe, that allow us to feel some measure of security in life, those are all being challenged by this virus that seemingly came out of nowhere. And conspiracy theories abound. You know, it was a biological weapon. It was caused by, uh, you know, varying things. There's all kinds of stuff going on here. And, um, and it's all just sort of murky. It's all just in the collective. Nobody knows the truth. Um, and it's frightening. So dealing with fear is a big theme of what's going on right now. And it reminded me of uh, this Tibetan Buddhist story about this monk who um, wanted to receive enlightenment. So like all good monks and sages, he went up to the mountaintop and went into a cave. And into the cave came his demons, a group of demons. And these demons plagued him and tormented him. And of course, what he wanted to do is get rid of his demons because that's what we do when we you know, want to be enlightened or we attempt enlightenment. Um, the healers, the sages, the gurus, they all want to transcend the base self or, you know, an aspect of human experience, which is represented by fear, uh, but by like the seven deadly sins, you know, lust and fear and avarice and wrath and all of those things that we must, you know, or that we attempt to transcend when we want spiritual enlightenment. So anyway, this guy, he's in, he's in this cave and he is plagued by his demons. And the more he tries to push them out, to push them out, the harder they fight him. They fight him, they plague him, they torment him, they tease him, they bite him. He cannot get rid of them. And the harder he tries, the worse it gets. Finally, he realizes that it's useless and he gives up. As he surrenders to his demons, as he allows them to speak to him, as he allows them to, you know, uh, share what it is that they need with him, they disappear. It's an interesting idea that illustrates the idea that which we resist persists and the importance sometimes of embracing fear and horror because even fear and horror has something to teach us. Uh, if you haven't read the Buddhist writer Pima Chowdhury, I would highly recommend it. She's written some amazing books um, and articles on, especially on getting through hard times and suffering. But she wrote, a further sign of health is that we don't become undone by fear and trembling, but we take it as a message that it's time to stop struggling and look directly at what is threatening us. The only way out is through. We have to confront ourselves. We have to confront our fear. And in astrology, fear is represented by a lot of different things, but especially by Saturn and Pluto. Saturn is a traditional, um, you know, ruler of fear. That is that those that practice, you know, traditional medieval Renaissance or Hellenistic astrology didn't have Pluto. They had Saturn. And so Saturn became 
um, you know, that it is the last classical planet. It became the boundary. It was the boundary of fear. It was the Lord of karma and time. And I still see it function as a kind of a sieve, you know, um, for the outer planets. It is the law of material. It is a secure uh, boundary around things, but it also does represent a kind of psychic wound or fear that we must transcend or move through if we ourselves want to achieve a certain amount of self-mastery. So where you find it in your chart is where you kind of have to, you know, um, toughen up and get going and often confront fear. Um, It isn't, you know, it doesn't always, uh, transits of Saturn or Saturn natally, doesn't always represent, um, a, you know, the depth of horror that Pluto can, but it does represent a task that we must achieve. It is a difficult planet. It represents, um, the need for achievement. That's why I call it Mr. Miyagi, um, just to like throw in some pop culture in there, you know, from the Karate Kid, because Saturn really is a very, very good teacher. And if you embrace Saturn's teachings, if you look them straight in the eye and you roll your sleeves up, you often get a tremendous reward, tremendous reward. Now, Pluto's a little bit different, okay? And so... Pluto, as representative of the boundary of the known world, the solar system, also the boundary or, you know, the shadow of of death and essentially death or the underworld is a scary place. It has to do with fears that are invisible. It has to do with things that we cannot see, which obviously then become magnified Pluto has a tendency to magnify, which is interesting too. And Jupiter conjunct Pluto, which just happened a couple days ago, and it's certainly still in orb. It's happening right now. And it's going to be exact two more times in June and November of this year, 2020. Jupiter's expanding the horror of Pluto. We are faced and confronted with our own mortality through this pandemic that is sweeping the world. But what are we to do about it? We must face it. We must collectively and personally face it. It's interesting that I see um, a lot of clients, and you guys probably know, like I, I do readings, um, you know, personal readings. And then I also have coaching clients that I work with on issues, goals, and things like that. And trying to decipher what they really need, you know, is is it is a challenge, and to help them through that, and to really as a coach help um, guide them through their own wilderness, you know, and sometimes it is through what is perceived to be the valley of the shadow of death. Maybe not literal, but their own horror, their own horror. And, you know, typically people don't get help or don't ask for a guide if everything is going well, you know, they do it because they have to, because they're scared, because they need someone to help them to hold their hand or to hold that mirror up so that they can see themselves in their situation more clearly. And astrology has a you know great tool for that. But often I see the expression of horror that some people have that is 
expanded through their own imaginative process. That is, they're not really confronting some of the true, their true fear. And in doing so, they are resisting it and it persists. So it's very important right now that I think each one of us confront the things that we have pushed away in our psyche and also collectively. And of course, through the magic of mirroring that happens all the time in life, I'm getting so many clients that have had similar experiences of horror to mine. And it's been a really interesting process, like seeing that and being able to talk to them about like an experience that we've each had and guide them through it. And this is a really difficult situation, but I think that as described, you know, by Pluto and, um, you know, Pluto is, you know, a, a challenge for us. We're in these impossible situations and there's an issue of power and powerlessness that is always involved with Pluto. There's something bigger than us, you know, and we have to confront it. And we have to confront our own horror and power and feeling of powerlessness in this. But it, it's going to be empowering because the confrontation with our fear and boundaries is powerful. It empowers. We must meet the potency of this. It takes courage to face the mystery. The underworld is an uncomfortable place, okay? And this includes the collective as well as personal underworld. What's coming up for you? What are you scared of? It's interesting thinking about Pluto as horror and also looking at popular culture and seeing what's coming up, you know? I mean, we look at the arts often to mirror, um, you know, uh, the things that we're afraid of. You know, we're looking at the fact that, you know, the film Parasite, you know, won so many awards, you know, at the Academy Awards. It is a theme for this time, you know, the isolation, the, the fear. You think about also, the popularity of the Walking Dead series, you know, which has been around for over 10 years. And that's primarily when Pluto went into Capricorn. What's so scary about it? Yes, zombies are frightening. Yes, they are heartless denizens of the underworld. Very plutonic, certainly. But what's really scary about zombie movies and especially about The Walking Dead at least for me in the beginning, was the complete breakdown of society and the alienation and loneliness that results from being very obviously few alive people. But more than that, it was the death of the world as everyone knew it. And if you watch the first few seasons, which are really the best, um, I can't stand it now anyway, uh, <laughs> There was no music. It was quiet. It was very isolating. It was very horrifying. Um, so again, Pluto and Capricorn, the death and destruction of our own way of life as represented by 
Saturn, you know, as represented by Capricorn. Um, that is scary. Isolation. I mean, Saturn is the planet of isolation and constriction. And Pluto is the planet of the underworld. So we are all right now isolated in our fear. And we are watching everything kind of break down. And it is very frightening. But what we need to do is pay attention. What are we scared of? Let's look at that. Recently, someone sent me um, one of those doctor videos, but it was about, it was really interesting because this doctor was talking about treating people in New York with COVID-19. And he said that the way that the disease is presenting from a respiratory standpoint is way less like pneumonia than it is like um, altitude sickness. And um, the idea that we are not seeing the truth of this as being different than anything else that we have ever seen before is also, I think, very Saturn and Pluto. Um, we're not, those that are in authority are not able, there's a breakdown in their own knowledge. There's a boundary in their own knowledge. They haven't seen anything yet that they could understand as something that they've treated before. So they may be mistreating it. It is my hope and I feel intuitively that there will be a breakthrough in this and that we will see some better result um, fairly soon or within a month or so. But, you know, again, that is pure intuition and um, I don't know. I'm just a person. Uh, but... Back to astrology of horror. Collective themes throughout time, as represented by Pluto, also have echoes in our culture and in our popular culture. And you can see them, um, you know, echoed through the horror films and the things that people are scared of. Remembering, too, that Pluto or Hades as a god was the god of the underworld, but he also, one of his main powers, one of his tools was he had a cloak of invisibility. invisibility. And the things that are invisible are the most frightening, right? You look at horror in general, typically they're monsters, they're ghosts, they're serial killers we can't see. They are the things that we can't see. They are the things that we don't know that loom large in our consciousness. So Saturn-Pluto, and by the way, the Saturn-Pluto conjunction was sextile. That is, it was in major aspect to Neptune. I keep talking about Neptune because I really feel that it is really resonant and important. Okay? And right now we have, we still have and have had throughout this time period, um, Neptune and Pisces. So Neptune and Pisces conjunct Mercury. I'm talking about Mercury and Pisces. I'm sorry. Mercury and Neptune conjunct in Pisces. What does Mercury represent? Do you guys remember? The mind, thinking, the collective. That's why when Mercury's retrograde, all communication seems to stop. It also, you know, I don't know that it ha actually has rulership over technology, but it has rulership over communication. You know, people have given it some rulership over technology in general. 
um, in terms of planetary rulership, but it definitely has to do with communication and 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 some form of travel and and moving. It's connections. It's connections that we make, um, and the connections that we're making intuitively, you know, with Mercury conjunct Neptune, and then also in aspect to you know Saturn and Pluto and Jupiter, we're making like these weird intuitive connections to horror, the horror that we're going through. And so I think a lot of people have been really like feeling or getting um, a lot of downloads um, and or vibes and or like emotional energetic resonances of fear. I know I have. Does that make sense to you at all? I mean, are you feeling fear and is it just, is it coming just unbidden? Meaning it isn't coming as a result of you directly thinking about fearful things, but that it is just sort of waving, like washing over you like waves. I know that that is happening to most of my healer friends, most of my sensitive friends. It's been a really tough time. And it's not just that they're sitting here going like, oh my God, I'm scared consciously. It is that we are picking up on this wave of fear that is like connecting us invisibly in the same way that all things fearful are invisible. And, you know, the in, the virus itself is essentially invisible. Um, and so that's been another thing to have to deal with. Pulling yourself up and out and saying like, wow, um, you know, this is, you know, I'm picking up on this. And it's especially hard for those of you that have a lot of water planets or planets in water houses or are typically very sensitized that have developed psychic faculties, intuitive faculties, the empaths, all of those people are having a very hard time. And then the other, the other people are just fucking pissed off and confused too. So there's a lot of pissed off and confused people. I know my brothers are pissed off and confused. They won't even like respond to my text messages when I ask them how they are. There are these like dudes out there and these people out there that are used to life being a certain way, the way that they understand it. <clears throat> this is like scaring the shit out of them, kind of, you know? <clears throat> so the astrology of fear and horror is definitively represented by Saturn and Pluto in your personal chart and also from a mundane standpoint. And that's why, I mean, astrologers have, talking about this, have been talking about this for a long time. What is horrifying? What is fearful? What, you know, issues of power, um, you know, especially of ruthlessness too. Like, you know, as, as an astrologer looking at archetypal energetic patterns, you never know how they're really going to play out. You just know that we're going to get this archetypal theme. And certainly this has become way more real than, and I mean real, like out in the world real than I ever expected, you know? Um, well, I don't know, maybe I did expect it, but I don't know that I expected it from um, an illness really, but more, you know, well, I was trying not to even think about how it could manifest just knowing that it would, um, knowing that there's a, a new paradigm being born from it. 
I think it's important that we don't resist it. I think it's important that we dive into this and that we really explore it because we all have an opportunity to create a new form of life for ourselves. And each one of you, if you are listening to this at all, I ask you, I implore you to get involved in building a new life for yourself, incorporating some of the things that this illness, that the quarantine, the fear of death, any of this has brought to you. They're all gifts. There are people out there, you know, taking up knitting, uh, planting vegetables, um, couples have to deal with their problems. Um, you know, you're confronted with yourself. This is a very hard time for people that are typically very outward turning and busy meaning that they don't spend a lot of time in contemplative thinking. They don't look at developing themselves internally. They're just busy. And that's another form of anesthetizing yourself, right? You're always busy. And so now that you're confronted with having to stay at home, you're also confronted with doing some navel gazing, as they say, and trying to figure out what the fuck's going on with you? What is your life? What do you want? When systems are destroyed and doors close, we pivot, we innovate. This has happened at all important times in world history. There are opportunities here. So confronting the shadow, confronting the horror, facing the horror, opening the closet door where looking at the monster, you know, cleaning under your bed. Like these are the benefits of this time. Because when we go down into the underworld and we see, uh, when we really have to navigate our way through the underworld, and that is, again, a an example of confronting our shadow personally and collectively, we also see that not only was Pluto Hades the god of the dead, he also was the god of wealth. And he represented the incredible richness of all of the wealth of the earth, right? What is underneath the earth? Diamonds, gold, rubies, you know, all of these things that are some of the most, you know, um, I guess, sought after, you know, things in the world, they all are found deep within. So what happens when we confront fear and horror? What happens when we walk through our own shadow, walk through the underworld? We become rich beyond compare. And we are able to do what the alchemists have always yearned to do, to turn the baseness of our own natures, the baseness of our own psyche into gold, into something finer, into something deeper, into something richer. We empower ourselves and that's when we turn Pluto into an ally. He is the richest God of all. He holds tremendous depth. Now we need all the gods, all the gods are present within us, you know, as energetic forces, but we cannot deny the underworld. And um, I think that we're going to come out of this richer, potentially wiser, um, 
and possibly transformed. We have that opportunity collectively. In order to be reborn, we must die. All things must die. All things do die. You will die. I will die. Everything will die. But remember also the lesson of our physics, which is that no one's ever been able to really annihilate energy. And we are pure vibrating energy. That is what matter is physically. You can't die. You only transform. And if that's the case, there is nothing to fear but fear itself. And so I hope that you can see within the context of your own personal astrology by taking a look at Saturn and Pluto, by house position, sign, aspects, by looking at Saturn and Pluto right now in the night sky, dancing through Capricorn, expanding, magnetizing fear and issues of power and control and what's going to happen and mortality, the invisible world. If you confront that, if you really look at it, how can it vitalize and empower you to rebirth yourself personally? And how can it you know, in, vitalize and empower us each to rebirth ourselves collectively too? Like get involved. This is it. This is the time. There is no time other than now. All things are born now in the moment. And I'm trying to do my part by just communicating. I'm doing this podcast. I'm writing a book. And it's not because I want attention or money or any of that. It's because, honestly, I'm compelled to share my own personal experiences with the world so that we can each rise, so that we can each be empowered and that we can kind of like herald or, you know, and I mean herald like a, you know, like a medieval herald, you know, with their trumpets blaring saying, dun, 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 dun. there's a new age. It's coming. It's here. It's happening. And an old one is dying. The king is dead. Long live the king. It is the way of the world. Saturn and Jupiter is coming. A new paradigm is being born and we need to be conscious of it. We need to have this element of fear involved in the process and even death in order for us to grow and change and birth ourselves something new. So do you see how that functions in your own life? There are seasons and phases to our lives too. You can mark them by Saturn returns. You can mark them by other types of transits too, like your nodal return, even your, your Uranus uh, opposition, at, which happens between, you know, about 41 years old. Um, depending on how old you are, you've probably gone through some of the seasons of life. And we're having that collectively right now. Okay, there's like a... There's a real threshold. This is a threshold time. We're standing at the threshold. What do you want to birth? Get involved. Even if all you do is think about it personally. Even if all you do, because remember, you're a part of this world. You change your life, you change the world. You change your thinking, you change your life. So work on yourself. Work on what you want. Focus on what you want to have happen. What do you want? What do you want to have happen? What kind of world do you want to live in? Since you're home right now and you're listening to this, if you are, write it down. 
confront your fears. Write down what you want to have hope happen. Focus on what you want. Focus your thinking on positivity uh, while you still explore your shadow. That's okay too. There's richness in that. Remember, the underworld is just one part of the psyche. It isn't the totality of it. You don't have to live there. When you do, you are out of balance. Two things that were said at the Oracle of Delphi in Greece, that ancient spot of knowledge and power and guidance. Know thyself was one and nothing in excess was another. And that is true for negativity as well as positivity. Balance yourself out. Understand that all things are part of your human experience and that's okay. The theme of horror and fear also I also want to mention is a little bit of um, judgment too. Because often we're horrified by things that we put judgment on. We say that things are definitively horrible or bad because we often can't see them holistically, especially when we're in the middle of them. So understand that life really isn't black and white. It isn't one way or the other. It is all the colors of the rainbow. It's a myriad of colors. And um, it's important to open up your consciousness and your mind to the potential that is inherent within everything. And as well as the reality, which that there is grief and sadness and horror in the world too. And we have to hold space for that, but we don't have to stay there. It's just one aspect, one aspect. Within um, Pandora's box, uh, as all of the things came out, which is another Greek myth that you should read, the last was hope. Hope is always present. And hope is very, very, very good thing to cultivate right now um, because it is magical. Your thinking is magical. Your words are magical. So put them out in the universe. Start creating what you want even as you hold space for your personal and the collective darkness right now, because that is important. It's important to respect the time, respect the experience. I care for you. If you're listening, know that I do care very deeply for you and I am sending you much love. I am working on my book. I want it to be out by the end of the summer. Um, and it's an astrology workbook. I also have, um, I don't know why I did this on top of it, but I also have an astrology class starting tomorrow. Astrology 101, so it's basics again. It's $33 for a four-week course. You get um, all of the textbooks and workbooks that I created for you to work at home on your own, as well as one live lecture um, per week from me. And it's on Facebook if you want. I'm going to close it up um, by Tuesday, so it'll be done. But um, I hope you're doing well. I am hanging in there like you all are too, I know. Even through all this loss, even through all of the fear, we are still together. Have a beautiful, beautiful day as much as you can. Um, 
remember that, um, again, what Pima Chowdhury said, a further sign of health is that we don't become undone by fear and trembling, but we take it as a message that it's time to stop struggling and look directly at what's threatening us. And remember that parable of the Tibetan sage who, when he actually was able to confront his demons and surrender to them, essentially, they disappeared. So let's hope that that also will be the cause or the case for COVID-19. Sending love, signing off. Bye.